Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Frisco Report. The season's over, and uh, and everything like that. Can everybody hear me? Yep. All I right. Good. 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 Yeah. Um, it's gonna be one of these videos where we're gonna talk about, you know, uh, we're gonna hit the the draft class, our, our grades on on some players here. We'll talk about free agency hits and misses. We'll talk about the season, and we'll close it out with with some news tidbits that we're hearing about the coordinators coaching and then we'll take a sneak peek at the crystal ball all right as far as like what what's 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 ahead for the cowboys personnel wise and that sort of thing mike but without further ado bro how are you feeling after this loss bro i think everybody saw your video it, it was a great one <laughs> you know lot, lots of passion uh and you know it, it's, a, it's a sad way sad way to end the season mike yeah, I'm still mad at the offense, um, and that was a a growing theme over the course of the year: is the offense, the offense, the offense. The expectation was there that we were, we had a high powered offense, and we did against um, 500 or below teams, and uh, and that's just what it is. I mean, every team that we lost to, I think, made the playoffs. That's including the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Chiefs. Um, there's two more losses there that I got to find out, but you know, I think we lost to playoff team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and then the Broncos. That was the only team that we didn't lose to that made the playoffs. So, um, you know, it's just it, it was this loss here was was horrible. We knew that we're a better team, but Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, the holding penalties, drop footballs, the same the same thing every year. It, we were one and done, Joe. One and done. Yeah, one, one and done. It's a very embarrassing uh, loss indeed. Um, before we get started, just want to give a, a shout out to everybody that has rocked with us all year. You know, uh, from the off season, the draft, free agency, the regular season. We can't do this without you. All right. So, uh, most humbling of all, thank you guys, everybody that watches this on the replay. Uh, I'll have this video broken down in chapters. So if you want to catch us on the replay. You can click on the main topics. I'm going to break that down post-video. So shout-out to everybody in the chat box, man. Appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Asmodeus, good to see you in the house. Mario, good to see you. Nick, Mario, Craig English, Donnell, what's up, bro? Scotty. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got a lot to get through here today. Um, and uh, we're, we have a lot to talk about here. So we got a super chat right out the gate here. Ivan Sanchez. Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, Ivan? Joe the Goat Rodriguez. OG subs. Got to hold it down, baby. I'm sad as fuck, but I've come to expect it from the boys. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. And that, that's the sad part about it, right? Is like you keep losing and losing. It's almost like fans, you know, they kind of get desensitized now where it doesn't hurt as much, right? It's almost like, ah, okay. Back to the drawing board, which 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 sucks, right? Like that really does suck, you know. Like I was talking to Mike yesterday, offline, right? Uh, Mike yep. and we were talking about man, a few years ago when I, when I started this YouTube, I would have been furious, you know. But I was mad, right? I was mad, but I'm I'm kind of just like 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 you're saying here, Ivan. It's uh, it's kind of something that we're kind of expecting. It's it's not a it's not a good uh, thing for the Cowboys, right? Mike, yeah. What's your yeah, it's, it's it definitely sucks being a cowboy fan. But Joe, you know, after this loss and after a rant, you know, 
and our frustration. You got a cowboy hat on. I got a cowboy hat on. You got a polo on. I got mm-hmm. a dry fit on. We, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we're dumb or what, but we still wear our cowboy stuff. So uh, it, it just sucks. No, that, that's that's what it is, man. We still love these guys. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a toxic it's a toxic relationship, right? I think a lot of us have had <laughs> toxic relationships with girlfriends or you know loved ones or whatever, and that's what the Cowboys are for me. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a damn toxic relationship. Can't walk away. <laughs> can't I, walk away. They're always going to be there, right? So yeah, I, I tell my wife, I said I love them, but they don't love me. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get into into it here, and then we'll also take some Q and A's as well um, as, as we go through this. But Mike, let's start out with, uh, you know, we're talking about reviewing the season in review, putting a bow on it. Uh, let's start out with with this draft class. You know, who stood out to you, and did anybody disappoint you from this draft class? Like, what what is what is your overall feel or grade of this draft class? If you want to give it a grade, or just your overall thoughts on the draft class this year. Yeah, I, I think we hit on Micah Parsons. I like Chauncey Goldstein, uh, that rookie. Um, I, I wanted to see more from Aquamu, but we didn't get to see him much. Nashawn um, Wright, I like his physicality on special teams. Um, I like that he get in people's faces. He did have some starting opportunities here as of late, and he looked good. I think we got a, a corner there that just has to work on some technique and things of that sort. But I, I like um, – Nash, uh, 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 Bossman Fats's uh, energy. Nashawn Wright um, got to see a little bit of him. Let's look and, over, let's a quick look at our draft class there, Mike. Yeah, I was going off the top of my head. I think I was doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nashawn Wright. I mean, he got some some a few reps too. Um, also, Diggy Zua. Uh, guy guy was just a, a stud. Jabril Cox towards ACL, but he showed some promise. Josh Ball, Simi Pihoko, those guys really didn't see it. Uh, Quentin Bohanna, uh, I liked the way he was going in the pocket and, and 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 causing some disruption in the run game. And then we didn't really see much of uh, Forniak either. But I, I thought for the most part, I thought Will McClay uh, put a damn good draft board together, and we got some talent here for the future. Yeah. This, I, I I agree with, with everything you said there, Mike. And it, it's amazing that this draft class, we kept the whole class. You know what I mean? Look at look at all these picks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they hit a home run with Michael Parsons. I think when you talk about, you know, a, a generational talent, you know, Michael Parsons is definitely that for me. This is, this is a rare type of linebacker, right? I mean, he's like a Derek Thomas, L, you know, Lawrence Taylor type of hybrid kind of guy that – just makes plays, man. He, he's a, he's a game changer, and you know I think you got to build the defense around this guy. All right, mm-hmm. we got some older edge guys, and we'll, we'll talk about some of these other players. But you know, yeah, Kelvin Joseph, I think he's definitely going to compete next year. And I think he's going to at the end of the day, he's probably going to start opposite of Diggs next season. I think the the torch is going to go to him already. I just don't see them sitting him again for another year or having him as, as a rotational piece. Uh, he he flashed right, he, and he had a he had a good game here towards the end. So, got his feet wet. It took him a little bit of time, you know. And uh, Osa, like you said, a, a good job there up the middle. Chauncey Golston, I think you know we we talked about him for a while, Mike, as yeah. as that as that Tyron Crawford replacement. I, I think he played a lot better. I think as the season went on, this guy became a really good uh, run defender. Yep, and you know, brought some pressure. Nashawn Wright, I think you know. 
pretty good. You know, he got a lot of hype in, in the uh, training camp and things like that. But, yeah, he'll be in the mix. And But Jabril Cox, Mike, let's talk a little bit more about him because, you know, we, we're going to have some needs here in free agency. And like I said, we'll, we'll touch on that. But Jabril Cox really looked like he was really about to hit this the next um, the next level, level. Yeah. Right, when he, right when he got hurt. So how excited are you about Jabril Cox? Yeah, he, he had a slow start to the preseason, if you guys remember. He told the media uh, it was the Hall of Fame game. He didn't look too good. And then he comes out. Uh, who was it? Who did we come out against? Came out against the uh, the Cardinals. And, uh, and, and he played a lot better against the Cardinals. And the media asked him, you know, why, why was there a difference? He said, I'm not thinking much. I'm just playing. And uh, you've seen a, a big difference when he was just playing and not thinking. And uh, when, 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 you, when you're ready to play and you don't think on the football field, and anybody that plays football knows this, um, you, you play free, you play loose, you play aggressive, you play physical. Um, and Jabril Cox brought that, all right? Um, you know, his biggest moment, I think, of the, of the season when, uh, you know, Danny Dimes went in and, you know, he hit him and gave him concussion, not, not a plotting injury, but just the physicality that he can bring to the football team is something that I love. Yeah, yeah. And some some of the pre-draft, you know, narratives about Jabril Cox, they were, they were way off. You know, oh, he can't tackle. He can't play the run. It was all BS. Mm-hmm. He, he, he played really well. He, he was looking pretty good, and I'm excited. That's why I'm not really worried about losing Keanu Neal. I don't think we're bringing him back. And um, we'll see about LVE, but you're going to have Jabril Cox as, as a as a really big important piece to the defense. Uh, moving on to Josh Ball, Mike. Um, you know, pretty much reserved the whole season. I think it was a high ankle that they took him out, and they just I think they just redshirted him, really, right? Yeah. But they yeah. did say that he was he was packing on packing on the muscle. So played left tackle. This is a guy that we're gonna he's gonna be in the mix, guys. All right, fourth round pick. He's a mauler. Has a mean streak. Obviously, we 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 know all the controversy and that kind of thing. But on the field, you know, he's he's got that mean streak, and I think we need some more of that on this offensive line. To be honest, so you know, talk about setting a tone and being physical and this and that. We got to get back to those roots, and you know, Josh Ball will be in the mix. He'll mm-hmm. be in the mix. See me for Hoko, Mike. I wasn't too high on him through the whole process. Um, barely made the team. I think he was on the practice squad at one point, and they brought him back. I think he they cut him, brought him back to practice squad. You know, uh, I don't know. He'll be a he'll be in the mix as far as like you know some some sort of camp body probably. Bohanna, I thought looked good. Mukwamu got gave us some special teams pop. Now this last guy, Mike. You know, um, Matt Farniak, right? This guy here, I think I think this is the center uh, going forward. All right, he looked really good in the preseason. I think the Cowboys wanted to get a good look at Tyler Biadish, and I, I think that uh, Tyler Biadish has a low ceiling. You know, I think he came in with a I w- I don't even know if I would say a high a high floor, but he definitely has a low ceiling. So he might be maxed out already. You know. Um, and I think Matt Farniak and how he looked in the preseason, and uh, when they used him in the, they used him in one of the one of the games as as a blocking guy, and he just mauled the crap out of somebody. Mm-hmm. I think it was oh, it was that Philly game? Yeah, he opened up that, that hole, man. 
you know. I just think that he he, he plays with more power. And, you know, coming out, out of the Big Ten, these guys are all about, you know, mauling everybody. And, and, I, and I know uh, Beatis is from the Big Ten as well. But, you know, I think, um, you know, you hear about some of the early talk, oh, Tyler Lindenbaum and this and that. He's, he's, a, he's a great, you know, center. But I think that the Cowboys already have the, the center in place here with, with Matt Farniak and, um, and that sort of thing. But, guys, Mike, let me know what you guys think about Matt. Farniak for those that really took a look at him. Yeah. That's our draft class, guys. Overall, I think this draft class for me uh it gets a uh, I want to say an A, you know, just because a lot of people contributed. You know, I think it's an A draft class and um I think we we're going to carry a lot of these guys into into the next season. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, uh, it was a hell of a draft class, and I, I can't wait to see year two for Michael Parsons, Oso Dikizua, Kelvin Joseph, Quentin Bohanna, Nation Wright. Um, yeah, we got a lot of free agents, but a lot of people forget about this draft class because a lot of guys weren't there, like Forniak and Josh Ball and McQuamu. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how they transition to year two. Yeah, that's what it is, guys. And if anybody is interested, this is from our uh, Frisco Report website. This is uh, the FriscoReport.com. So if you guys want to go in here and just bookmark this site, you can. We have all the audio podcast um, on here. So check it out. You know, we got you know the draft classes obviously going all the way back to when I started the the channel in you know, 2003, and uh, draft history as well. Got got all the uh, all these guys, bro. So. You know, it's a it's a good a good little patient visit. So appreciate all you guys. Uh, a Lavelle got a super chat here. Mike will get to A Lavelle. Appreciate you, A Lavelle, coming through always. What's up, Joe and Mike? Thank you for all your hard work you put in this year. Man, I really appreciate that, man. Hope you guys and your families are doing well, Joe. Glad you are feeling better. Yeah, man. Shout out to A Lavelle, man. You you consistent subscriber of the channel. You know, appreciate it. You know, it, it's real humbling to to get super chats from a lot of our loyal fans, man, because, you know, it is, it's a lot of work and we do appreciate everybody sticking with us and checking out the channel, you know, and Mike and I, we have that niche in the, in the community where we don't sugarcoat anything. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to give it to you real. We're just not going to, you know, massage people to, to think that, you know, a different kind of way it's, we try to give you the realest, you know, that we can. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate you, man. Families are doing good. And thank you, man. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, um, I'm still a little bit quarantined right now, but I think I'm about to finish that out this week. But appreciate you, bro. No, yeah. Hey, LaBelle, appreciate you, brother. Always coming in the clutch um, and uh, doing what you do there. We highly appreciate it. And like Joe said, we, we we keep it real. We keep it 100. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of frauds, and uh, you won't find that here on the Frisco Report. I guarantee it. Appreciate you, A. Lavelle. Much, much appreciated, bro. <clears throat> Let's see what else we've got in here, guys. Let's see if we have any Q&As here we can hit on before we get to the next topic. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of the news here at the, at the end of the video, guys. So, <clears throat> uh, let's talk about free agents, Mike. Off the top of your head. Who did we hit on? Who did we miss on? Guys in the chat box, let us know as well. Which free agents did we hit on this season? Who did we miss on? Mike? Yeah, I think I think we – I'm going to do 
hot, medium, and cold, okay? My hot would be J. Ron Curse. My medium would be Terrell Basham. And my cold would be Keon O'Neal. Um, I, I thought when J. Ron Curse came, I downplayed him. I was wrong. Um, guy came out uh, under a Dan Quinn system and, and really, really made made some noise. My other code would be DeMonte KZ. Um, I, I thought that there was more potential there for him. Didn't succeed. The Atlanta Falcon carryover and KZ and, and Keanu Neal just didn't work out, in my opinion. Um, and uh, I thought Terrell Basham had some pressures. I thought he, you know, r- really uh, came along late in the season, got a couple of sacks underneath his belt. Um, and then, obviously, I gave you my codes. But that, that would be my hot, medium, and cold. Yeah, those are good ones there. <clears throat> I like um, – I think my number one is Jaron Curse. I have to pat myself on the back because I, I liked him from the get-go. And I, I did a video saying I liked him over Donna Wilson. All right. A lot of, got a lot of flack on that one, man. But I love to be right on that one because the, the guy was impactful, man. He he set the tone. He, he had that that size. And he, he he's I think he's he's better than, than Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson cannot stay healthy. He he's he's another Sean Lee at, at safety. All right. Um, but he was a hit for me. Um I like um Malik Hooker. You know, he was a late addition. And I think, you know, may, may, that might be someone that, that you may consider to bring back, you know, Malik Hooker um, for the right price. You know what I mean? But I think Jaron Curse is going to be a guy that I'm going to want to bring back. You know what I mean? Because yeah. safety, I think we got a pretty good depth there. Kazee, I think I like him a little bit more than you, Mike, uh, which is fine. I just like the way he played run uh, defense. Coverage, you know, not not so much, right? So, but I thought that he, um, you know, hit hit the the run fits good, you know, hit hit and strike kind of kind of guy, but uh, a little bit of a knucklehead, you know. He had that that uh, DWI crap. So if they if the Cowboys do bring him back, expect Hitler, all right, Roger Goodell, <laughs> with uh, you know what I mean with the uh, what do they call it? Uh, suspension, right? yeah, suspension, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Goodell will be all over that. So keep an eye on that there. But yeah, I like that. Basham for me, I I, I didn't like Basham myself. I I just thought that uh I, I I wanted more, you know what I mean? Like he he was a good rotational piece. And like yep. you said, you, you're right, he did he did pick it up at the end, but it was too little, too late. You know, there some of those games where we needed a, a pass rush, we didn't get it from Dorrance, we didn't get it from Basham at times. It was just like I hated when those guys were in there together because I knew nothing was going to really happen. I mean, they did make plays here and there, right? Even Dorrance, Basham as well. You know, I'll, I'll give them their flowers on that. But I, I think some of those were misses. Um, Urban, I think that was a an incomplete. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he was on his way. Now, the one that I liked that that I was that really, you know, um, surprised the crap out of me was was Carlos Watkins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, uh, I had him as a camp body. I really did. I said, oh, Carlos Watkins, Texans, what do they know? Well, prove, this, <laughs> prove me wrong. I thought he had a solid, uh, solid, you know, uh, year for us. You know, but uh, those are some of the ones that, that come to my mind there, Mike. Um, <clears throat> but pretty, pretty decent. I, we definitely did a lot better this free agency than the previous one. 
that previous ones was a complete train wreck. A lot of them previous was this. I think this was the best draft and the best free agency Mike McCarthy and Will McClay put together. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right about that, Mike. It was it was a good combo, and that that's those are the type of things you need to make a run like the Cowboys made. You know, it didn't end how we wanted it. And it was it was kind of a frustrating season, you know. It was a weird twelve and five year. It felt like we were just like, you know, it didn't feel like a twelve and five season, Mike. You know what I mean? So it really didn't. And when, so we'll transition to that now, as far as like the season, the totality of it, Mike. Um, how did you feel the Cowboys? Was there a first? What is the identity of the offense, and what's the identity of the defense? Like, what did you see after this season? What's the identity? The identity for – I'm going to start with the defense because they actually have one. The identity was man coverage, and that was something new to the Cowboys. Um, you know, under the previous – Mike Nolan and, and Rod Marinelli ran a lot of zone scheme. So to see a lot of man scheme was something new, and I, and I liked it. Um, I, I liked the interceptions. I liked the turnovers. Um, I, they were first in, in takeaways um, in the NFL. Uh, I thought – you know, having a rookie have 13 sacks, I thought was fantastic. Um, I can't, I don't know the number off the top of my head of how many sacks we actually got, but I think it was in the high 30s, which is a really good, a really good defense. When you get that many interceptions, you get that many sacks, you're a really good defense. Um, I liked how they held, um, you know, they, they held the Broncos forever until they got real tired and the Broncos scored, scored 30. Um, um, uh, you know, I liked how Randy Gregory was able to to resurrect his career in a full season um, and, and get a couple of sacks and knock Mac Jones right on his A. Um, I, I, I liked what the defense did. I, I really did. And I, I was drinking the Mike, uh, the Dan Quinn Kool-Aid real early, even in the offseason. I was like, I, I love what Dan Quinn does. And a lot of people are like, he don't have the Legion of Doom. I was like, no, but he has – Players respect and players want to play for him. And when you have that, Joe, your defense can go a long way and it showed. Now, on the offense side of the ball, it was a real disappointment. Um, you know, when you go into KC and your defense holds them to 19 points, you got to score more than 19 points on offense, especially when you got guys like Cooper and Lamb and Tony Pollard and, uh, you know, a lot of talent, right? But they really couldn't get the run game going. And Dak Prescott, I really think he's a mediocre quarterback. Um, I've been saying that since 2017. Dak Prescott needs a play action. And when they stop the run game and they make him one-dimensional, um, Dak Prescott, he doesn't win the game for you. The 40, you, you hear it all the time. You know, stop the run game, you, you stop the Cowboys' offense. And you've seen that multiple times. Zeke Elliott just came out. He had a torn PCL. It's a ligament behind the ACL. Uh, they didn't give Tony Pollard – a consistent amount of touches like the uh, like they did in the first of the year towards the back end of the year, and he had that torn ligament in his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of things that stopped it. The offensive line, bad coaching, couldn't get the penalties fixed, boneheaded mistakes. Uh, Connor Williams uh, was a big liability here. Uh, Lyle Collins, I really thought, was a big liability on um, this offensive line. Um you know, big shout out to Terrence Steele. He held it down. Then he kind of they started flip flopping him around, and he got a little rusty. And they had to pull him and put Lyle Collins back there. Um, I, I just thought that yes, we had all the stats and we had all the touchdowns and we had this, we had that. 
but we didn't have it against good teams on offense. We we just didn't, Joe, and uh, and that's unfortunate. You know, we uh, it, it just looked sluggish. You know, I mean, we played the the Falcons. They're, they're nobody. We scored forty points on them. Um, we uh, we got basically shut out from the Broncos. The Broncos, Joe. Um, we yeah. we, I mean, there there's so many times we put up so many points, but it was against sorry teams, and the inconsistency of the offense, it started before the bye week. Um, it started at New England, Joe. Um, it started, you know, it started at New England. Yeah, we, we scored 44 points. And, yeah, we scored 35 points against New England, but it seemed like it took us a long time to get to that 35 points. You know what I mean? And it, it looked mm-hmm. sluggish. And then we, we, get, we get to our bye week, Joe. Uh, oh, excuse me. Dak gets hurt. We play the Vikings, and then no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we then we played the the, the Patriots. Then we played the Vikings. Cooper Rush went in there, won the game for us, and then that that inconsistent offense blew up in our face against the Broncos, and it hasn't been the same since. Our wide receivers couldn't beat press coverage, uh, press man, bump and run. They couldn't beat that. Um, our, our, our they had a lot of drops. We had a lot of holding penalties. We had a lot of in, inaccurate, inconsistent play from Dak Prescott, boneheaded mistakes, some interceptions here, some fumbles there. And it just – there's no identity on the offense. The only identity they have is play action. And if that don't work, they're done. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's good takes there, Mike. Um, for me defensively, I um... – I like what they, what they did, you know, getting Dan Quinn over, you know, what, what we had the season before. It was a it was like night and day. You know, he he knows how to how to use the talent, right? How to, he knew how to scheme players, right? Like he knew how to use Michael Parsons, you know, and and then how to use him in, in certain situations, when to use him more as a traditional mid linebacker, when to bring him on on a blitz. And yeah, 13 sacks, you know, um you broke the record, right? Broke Demarcus Ware's uh, rookie uh, record, or or whatever it was, and um, just unbelievable. You know, year two Trayvon Diggs with the interceptions, beautiful, beautiful defense. So you know, I, I think it, I think it's uh, it was a lot better defense. You know, but there's still there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, somebody said Ben don't break defense. I think that's you know that's fair because there were times where you know, we we had a lot of points on the board, right? Some some of these games were shootouts, like thirty to whatever the hell, and and then, you know, a lot of points on the board, right? A lot of yards. So, you know, they 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 do need to clean some stuff up for sure. So that's going to be interesting as far as defense. But I thought they did good, you know, with, with free agency. Like I said, um, I think year two of our rookie class on defense is really going to be outstanding. I think Michael Parsons a, a full off season in, in, in the weight room as well, bigger, stronger, faster, probably going to run a, a four zero flat. <laughs> no, I'm playing, but I, I'm, I'm really pumped about the future of the defense. Even if we lose Dan Quinn, as long as we get the right coordinator here and we'll, we'll talk about that here in the next segment, but offensively I'm with you, Mike, there's no identity. Um, they were lost out there, you know, and, and, and you have, you have Mike McCarthy who, who, um, has made a lot, a lot of playoff appearances and a play caller, 
and um, you know they, they continue to crap the bed with with Kellen Moore. You know what I mean? It's almost like Jason Garrett's Trojan horse, right? He, he left us a a, a a parting gift in Kellen Moore, and it, it's sabotaging the offense. They, they, I just pray that he that he gets out of here, bro. I, I think I think if he's back, man. We we can draft everybody. We can we can revamp this and that. If he's still here, it, it, it's going to be sucky. It's not going to be good. I, I I don't have any confidence in Kellen Moore. I really don't. So with Kellen Moore, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna have a couple losses just because they don't. He does. It's not like Dan Quinn, right? I said Dan Quinn can scheme players like Mike. Kellen Moore cannot scheme for Dak Prescott. No. Dak Prescott needs a coordinator that, that will scheme him. You know, Dak Prescott's not a, a 50 plus pass attempt quarterback. He's not, he's not. He's not even he's a 40. Not. Yeah, no, yeah, he's not. They need to bring that number down. They need to reestablish that running game, but they got to bring his number down and, and and fix that because the way we're at right now, you're not gonna you're not gonna extend Dak Prescott. Right now, as it looks right now, the four-year deal, all right. Year two, you want to see an NFC championship appearance because because in year three, you know, you're gonna to need to start drafting quarterbacks because um you gotta see it, man. You got you gotta see next uh, like you and I talk about this offline, Mike, and we'll talk about it now. You know, we're we're at different levels as far as like what we think on Dak, but I'm I'm kind of creeping up on you, man, because I'm like I was very, very patient, right? But but this upcoming season, I'm on it, man. I want to see it. I want to see. Don't don't give me these, you know, overthrows. These 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 crap these crap games where, you know, and this and that. So, that's the spotlight in Dallas, man. You know, it it happened to Romo. It really did. Dak is coming up on year. What is it? This is going to be year. It'll be year seven next year. Year seven, and basically the same offense, right? The, the same kind of shitty little Garrett, Linehan, crap-ass offense. Pull that crap out of here, and let's get a scheme for him. Dude, we, we all need to pray, dude. Do, do whatever kind of magic, praying, whatever the hell you need to do so we can get killing more the hell out of here. That guy is, is killing us, bro. Uh, but, no, I – Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I, I think you made a, a fair point. Somebody said in there, you know, why does, you know, people got bad offensive lines, they got no time to throw. But when it comes to Dak, it gets criticized. I, I think there was times where Dak had a clean pocket. And uh, Sunday Night Football did a fantastic preview of Dak's footwork. And a lot of the quarterbacks, when they, when they step up and throw their swing leg, they like to pick it up and get the most of their swing. Dak likes to keep it an inch off the ground, and, and and that's why he does that, the hip practice thing, because he likes to just throw it with his foot off the ground. And Sunday Night Football did a great thing of, he goes, sometimes that ball is inaccurate. And we're talking about a guy that played quarterback in high school. He played quarterback in college. He's about to enter his seventh year in the NFL, and he still don't have his footwork right because he's comfortable throwing the ball like that. I don't know what happened to Dak's uh, throw on the runs, but they were ugly, Joe. They mm -hmm. were they were behind everybody. 
Um, I mean, you look at Troy Aikman, you look at Greg Olson, you look at Tony Romo, all these commentators that played football are calling out Dak's accuracy because it's there. It's been there. It just hasn't been glorified, and fans are starting to wake up. I've been saying this since 2017. Fans are starting to wake up. It's been there. It's it, and, and when you have to put the ball in his hands, he doesn't win you the game, period. He just doesn't. The comeback wins, you could play the field goal kickers. A lot of them come from Dan Bailey and Brett Maher and these kickers, right? Uh, a lot of it is Zeke running the football. Um, so there's a, it's not the game winners. I hate that stat because it's not all in the quarterback. It's not all in the quarterback. If, if the kicker missed that field goal, his number's way lower. You see what I'm saying? If Dak don't get the, the, the touchdown in 2016 against the Steelers, his number's lower. So I don't get the – I don't like the – 11 comeback drives because it, it, it's a false number. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just, um, when it's, it's one of those topics and it, it's like this with Romo. We, if you have a, uh, an opinion on him, you're automatically labeled a hater or whatever it is, but yeah. it's, it's just a, it's, you have to be critical of your players, right? I, mm-hmm. I personally don't give players a pass on anything, no matter what they're, you know, statuses on the team. You know, if, if, if Jalen Smith is crappy and that's – I love Notre Dame. I love – the if he's not good, I'm going to say, you know, he's he's a liability, right? So Dak Prescott, as much as I like him, that 2016 season gave him a lot of fan capital, right? It, it has stretched oh, yeah. a long time. But now we're he's getting long in the tooth, right? Seven years, and we're not winning – we're not getting past the divisional round. You know what I mean, and that that was Romo. We didn't get past the divisional round, so you're under, you're going to be under the electron microscope. Uh, I think the Reaper has it wrong. The Reaper's saying, "Okay, release Dak and play uh, Cooper Rush," uh, because you guys are talking like there's such good quarterbacks out there. You're, you're missing the point here, uh, Reaper. You you really are. I'm not saying I've never said Dak sucks. I'll say he's trash when he's trash, absolutely. But I don't, I'm not saying Dak sucks. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Dak is a is, is he's not elite. Dak is not elite. I don't care what you say. Dak, you can't put Dak in the conversation of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. You can't put him in the conversation to that. You just can't. What I'm saying is Dak Prescott is a bus driver. He's a he he's I think uh first take, uh not first take, he's a per- undisputed compared him to Kirk Cousins, which I think is a fair comparison because he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He'll make you a couple of good plays there. He'll make some boneheaded mistakes there. But when everything's perfect and you got the run game, he's going to be successful. He don't suck. He's not elite. He's just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. And his QBR, it says that. Yeah. Texelvania Cowboy, appreciate the super chat. Why is nobody questioning that continues to throw behind receivers seven years now? Dak is not it. I'd rather have Russell for Dak. Yeah, it's kind of what we've been talking about here, right? So, yeah, yeah I agree. And that, and that's what we're talking about, right? Like seven years, you would expect that to be a lot cleaner, a lot crisper. Like, you know, I, I'm. he should have the offense perfected by now, right? So, yeah, the, those struggles continue. Um, and and I, I do kind of wonder if, if the Cowboys are hiding the calf strain. Was it an actual tear? Because even in that playoff game, you know, when, when he ran for that touchdown, it looked awkward as as hell, bro. It, it, it looked weird. 
when he runs, it looks it looks really really awkward. Like it doesn't it doesn't look normal when he slides. It looks crazy, like almost like he's just gonna trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, they even said on, on the color cast like that. Wow, what that was a crazy you know slide. So will we ever find out about the the calf? Maybe maybe we will. This might be one of these like you know, uh, things that we find out later in the off season, like the, like Zeke, you know, I, I, sus I suspected the Zeke injury. I did a video before he even revealed it. And I, I hit on that because nobody was talking about it. Right. Like what the hell exactly is Zeke's injury? Right. Same with Dak. Right. I don't think anybody's talking about it enough. Is it, is it really a tear? Right. was he dealing with a tear and not a strain? Cause we all know the Cowboys are BSers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. hid, they hid that Zeke injury. Yeah. They they when when was when was that the Carolina game? Yeah. No, that, that was uh, Washington. It was, the, it was the end of the game. Yeah, I think it was Washington. Let me look at the schedule here real quick. Uh, it was before the bye week, so okay. it was before we played the Vikings. So it was the Patriots game. Yeah, yeah, I want to say it was early like that because that's when they look. He looked like a different runner after that. And then they they put the brace on there. Oh, he's just running with the brace. Oh, he's good. <laughs> Nobody questioned what the hell was what was it right? So that was crazy there. Uh, let me get to another super chat. Uh, chat box is on fire. Appreciate everybody in the chat box, man. Good, great conversation. We're talking about everything here this season. Um, man, I saw one there from from April. April, we got one here. April, appreciate you, April. Glad you're better. Miss Cabmo time, yeah. Thank you, April. Yeah, I feel a ton better. You know, I, I, I uh, it took me a while to get to get over it. Yeah, I, but it was real, really mild for me. You know what I mean? But it was hard to get my rest because I couldn't breathe. You know, e even walking around, I had I was a little winded a little bit, but it wasn't like anything crazy where I had to go like to the hospital or anything like that. But Appreciate that, April. Long time subscriber to the channel. Get back to the drawing board. It's your time. Draft us someone great. Yeah, April, we're we're definitely going to be here for you and everybody for draft time. Already got that going, and we'll keep that going. You know, we've got the Senior Bowl and and everything coming up. So a lot, lots to talk about still. You know what I mean? It's a, an all-year affair here with the Cowboys. And the relationship continues. Yeah. <laughs> and the fifth quarter put another super chat in there, too. Fifth quarter Cowboys. Good to see fifth quarter. Hit up my boy fifth quarter. He's better than Cousins. Give him a little credit. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely better than, than, than Cousins. I'm, 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 I'm a, I can't agree with that, dude, because someone put in the comment section, like, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to an NFC championship game, blah, 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 blah. Aaron Rodgers wins playoff games. They don't lose – to Jimmy Garoppolo, like they're not gonna like Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo are gonna play Sunday, okay? Aaron Rodgers is not gonna lose to the 49ers. They're just not, okay? There's a difference when you when you, you got to compare quarterbacks. You got to compare quarterback. You can't compare this, that, and the third. You got to look at everything. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Then then someone said, well, why did Jerry pay him elite money? You ever heard of buyer's remorse? When I bought these glasses right here that came in the mail, I hated them. I was like, I should have never bought these glasses. I got new ones coming. Maybe next year I'll have them on, right? Like, if you ever bought something and you hated it, there's a thing called buyer's remorse. 
Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it takes a month. Jerry Jones, you don't know what he's feeling. Uh, they, they had to go with current market, right? So they had to pay him elite money because of the current market. He had a good agent. Dak kind of had some leverage there, right? Uh, but Dak got everything he wanted. So when you get everything you wanted in negotiations, you can't play like a quarterback like a, like Kirk Cousins. You just can't. Kirk Cousins' deal was all guaranteed. At that time in the market, that contract was crazy. Y'all remember that? So when you get that elite $40 million a year, $75 million in the first year, you have to at least win a playoff game, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, she def- definitely should have should have won something there for sure. Um, fifth quarter, appreciate you, bro. Thanks for swinging by. Um, great conversation in the chat box. Appreciate everybody. Um, now, as far as um, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll switch over. We'll switch gears now into you know uh, the news of the day. All right, what what's what's ahead for the Cowboys? Let, let's take that crystal ball out and 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 do a little. Uh, predicting here soothsayer as i call it all right uh, what does the future hold for the cowboys mike if 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 we're opening the game here let's say game one we're going to philly what what is the season going to look like for you next season what has to happen well we got a lot of free agents joe so and we still got the draft but uh philly they're, they're not the hype team that they're going to be. Of course, I don't know what they're going to do in free agency in the draft, but I made a bold prediction that we'll go 6-0 and in the NFC East. That's uh, on my Twitter feed if y'all want to go follow that. I said we're going to go 6-0 and in the division, and I still think next year we can still go 6-0 and in that division. It's a weak-ass division. The Cowboys do great against weak teams, so I, I, I see us going 6-0 and again. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be um... – it's going to be a very interesting season because I think you have um, – I think everybody's on the hot seat automatically. I think it'll be – because you're already talking about fans wanting to get rid of McCarthy already, which I, I, I'm, I'm not on board with that. Um, but he'll be on the hot seat. Dak Prescott, that the, the hot seat's already on. So that that's on there. Um, your year three player, C.D. Lamb, that's – we got to see that the next leap. If you get rid of – and now we're talking about the, the current news topics. Amari Cooper, Mike, word is there's conversations about are they going to bring him back or do they let him leave via trade, release, or whatever. What's your thought on how that affects the, the, the offense and how does C.D. Lamb figure into this conversation, Mike? I'm not a – I don't trust C.D. Lamb. Yeah, way too many drops, Joe. Uh, Amari Cooper, this conversation, big shout out to the Frisco Report, me and you. We talked about this scenario last year, last offseason. So they can do away with this. This could be the last year for Amari Cooper. Do they use that money to sign Michael Gallup, right? So big, big shout out to the Frisco Report. You know, we we were talking about this, uh, earlier and, uh, and so, uh, earlier this year. So it's not a surprise. I, it all depends. I think the salary cap's going up. I, I think I think they'll keep Amari Cooper, though, when it's all said and done because you're not going to sign Michael Gallup over Cooper. Uh, Lamb hasn't showed anything that he could take over a guy like Amari Cooper yet. Um, so I, I think they stick with the Cooper. The Coop machine, bro. 
Yeah, I think this will be interesting if they bring him back or not. You know, um, they want to see more production. His numbers, they dipped. They dipped, right? So, uh, C.D. Lamb, is he a number one? Can he take over? You know is what I mean? Dan Quinn out of Dallas, is that true? Yeah, let's see. If, if anybody can confirm that or are we getting trolled? We always get the troll, but sometimes the trolling is real, <laughs> right? So, we'll let Mike look that up while, while we talk about this. But uh, C.D. Lamb, right? Year three, Tom Landry, uh, Bill Parcells always said, year three is is the is the money year. Like, or is this guy going to be a long term answer, or, or is, is this guy that is that it? You know what I mean. So, huge year for CD Lamb next year, regardless if if Amari is here or not. I think he really needs to uh, to take that next leap. You know what I mean. We saw his yardage and receptions go up um, and that sort of thing, but you really didn't see. You really didn't see, like, he didn't stack games where he, like, took over games. You know what I mean? Like, when you think of number 88, like, Des Bryant, Michael Irvin, you know, there, there were games where he they took over. Even even with coverage, they took over games, right? So, um, C.D. Lamb, I, I got to see that from him in year three. So, how do you guys feel about uh, C.D. Lamb? You know, uh, if, if he has to take over that number one position, are you confident that he can do it, or or does the does the offense take a little bit of a step back? You know, guys, let me know. Nothing about Dan Quinn. Yeah, I figured that. So Dan Quinn is still interviewing. I don't, you know, somebody would basically have to blow him out of the water. He's he's still interviewing with a, a bunch of teams here. He already interviewed with. Um, I think he's interviewing with Denver next. Kellen Moore just finished there. And uh, Denver, he's got a stop in uh, Chicago. He's going to be interviewing there. Um, Jacksonville, he's going to interview there. He he declined to interview during the season, but now the season's over. He is interviewing there with Jacksonville. So um, I heard that the Raiders are also uh, interested as well. Miami. Minnesota, so he he's he has a lot of options, right? So it would be a miracle if Dan Quinn <laughs> returns, in my opinion. That's why I'm looking at you know some other defensive coordinators, Mike, and we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about Dan Quinn since this this is the latest news on interviewing. Who do you like as a, a potential replacement? Do you want to go in house, uh, Joe Witt, you know, or do you want to go and uh, pick somebody off the street? Uh, who the heck was the uh, Broncos head coach? What was his name? Vic Fangio. I would want him or Joe Witt. That's who yeah. I would want. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board. I myself, I'm on the Vic Fangio train. If you hit me up on Twitter, I did. I put a cl- uh, clip there <coughs> of uh, Michael Parsons. He did a podcast, a video podcast, and he talked about what teams were talking about him pre-draft and one of them was Vic Fangio, you know, said, I'm going to use you as a middle linebacker. I'm going to use it as an outside linebacker. So in my mind, that's what you want. You want the guy who knows how to scheme these players, bro. Um, did it with Vaughn Miller, schemed them up really well. And I think you got, that's who I want. That's my number one choice. Uh, Joe Wood Jr. I think is, is a, is a solid choice. He, he did really good when he when they gave him the keys in the preseason. He had a good uh, matchup there, Mike. 
my other one that, that I would consider would, would be Mike Zimmer, uh, would be another one that, that I would consider as well. Um, he's available. I know uh, Mike McCarthy, you know, faced those those defenses and they, they gave him fits a lot, a lot of times, you know, so a lot of back and forth matches between the, uh, Minnesota and Mike McCarthy, you know, in, in that uh, rivalry. So, you know, he know he knows what he's capable of doing. <clears throat> so that'll be interesting there, Mike. <coughs> Excuse me, everybody. Still dealing, still dealing with the remnants. Uh, let's see. We got we got a super chat here. Alakai Trimble. Jerry crowned him early. Anointed him like he actually did stuff. I believe Jerry gives them parameters to game plan around so he can market players. You know, appreciate the super chat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wonder about Jerry uh, with that, right? Because I know he definitely did that with Jalen. You know, he gave him the deal. He gave him you know, the spotlight for his sunglasses and, you know, clear eye view and this and that. So, yeah, there, there's definitely something to that. Jersey sales, that's a real thing, right? He's, the ticket sales, anything that's merch, right? Anything that's revenue. Anything that's revenue, right? I mean, what are they now, like six or $7 billion franchise? They're, they're, number, they're one. number one in the world. Number one in the world. So that's, I mean... Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep that number, and how do you do it? You gotta keep you gotta keep the interest, right? So that's what it is, bro. I, I agree, Alakai. There's definitely something to that, and that's kind of what what um, what I talk about is this Jerry Jones culture, right? And we 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 could have we could have uh, Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick here. Would that change? I don't know because you have you have Jerry back here. You have the players that have a direct line to the owner. You can lose a game and be like, oh, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we'll be back next year. Jerry Jones loves me. I'm, I'm safe here. I'm safe. That's the culture, bro. Like, that's like the 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 nucleus of the whole shebang is, is Jerry. You know, he, he uh, defangs, declaws uh, these, these coaches. You know what I mean? I mean. As good of a coach Bill Parcells was, I mean, he he had he probably had the most say so with the roster. But once Jerry put the pressure on him with Terrell Owens, the divorce, right? So Jerry still has a lot of pressure on these coaches. You know what I mean? I I even I even look back to this year, Mike, with with uh, Terrence Steele, you know, and uh, Lyle. Uh, in the back of my mind, I kind of feel like that maybe that was Jerry pressuring that. You know what I mean? I, I think that I think the coaches they they want to move on here to Terrence Steele. They they've said it before. They like him as a future tackle and meddling, right? They talk about continuity on that offensive. We didn't have it. You can't play like that. You have a player coming off rust in and out the lineup. Terrence Smith, he's done, bro. Lyle Collins, do you move him at? Do, do you try to get something out of him and move him at guard? Or I, I don't like him at tackle anymore. I, I'm out on that. Guard or or get out, right? So uh, <laughs> a lot of work to do here on the offensive line, Mike. You know we're, we're talking about offensive line. How do you fix this offensive line? In in your opinion, Mike, where do you start? What do you do? Well, you got to get you. You got to get you a left guard. Um, 
because the the holding penalties from Connor Williams, the God, they were crucial. They were crucial, Joe. The mm-hmm. holding penalties were a disaster. Yep. Uh, from Connor Williams, Con- they put in Connor McGovern there. He's a, he's obviously a right guard. Um, yeah. They put him at left guard. And that didn't work out. I mean, he was getting beat because the technique's just the complete opposite. Um, I think uh, someone made the the comment. It's like wiping, trying to wipe your butt with your left hand if you're right-handed, because that's how that's how different it is, right? Um, and <laughs> that's hilarious. Who said that? I think it was Mike McCarthy. And uh, and uh, you know, and so I I didn't like the Connor McGovern at left guard thing. He obviously needs to back up Zach Martin. Um, and the the left guard like we like Tyler Beatish. I mean he he's supposed to help. Him and Dak are supposed to have this bond on how to set up your pass protection, and they just didn't have it. And so, right guard or right tackle. I mean, Lyle Collins. I I think it was more of a distraction for him than anything. Because um, the suspension and the courts and Dak had to go testify for him, so I don't think he was right up here. Mm-hmm. And we know yeah. you know, last point. year he was a Pro Bowl snub last year. You can't be a, a, a top five talent and then just drop off like that. I think it was up here. Uh, so I, I want to give Lyle Collins another shot, if I'm being honest with you. But we got to do something with left guard for sure and put some competition in here for seven. No, that's a great point, Mike, on Lyle Collins. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I give him one more year. And for me, though, I, I do want to get a look at him at guard because I, I just don't see a spot on him w- with tackle. You know, if 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 they wanna if they wanna move in, in, in a new direction, I think I think Terrence Steele finds a starter role somewhere on this line, preferably right tackle because when he was at right tackle, the success was we were booming. Right in the beginning of the year, we were booming there. Uh, but then in and out the lineup, you know, put him at left <laughs> and this sort of thing. So I, I would love to see him at left guard to be real. You know, I, I hope these conversations happen right now. Like, hey, man, you know, um, as they do these exit interviews, right, which are happening right now, I hope to say, hey, we're going to put you at left guard. All right, big boy. So get ready to, to start mauling people. Let's see those highlights again. I mean, when they had him at left guard, we all saw the highlights. He was mauling the shit out of people, right? Yeah. At right, at right tackle, you don't see that as, as much, right? So um, I'm with you, though, man. I, I Like I said, Tyler Biadish, I think the, I think the camp battle will be him, Farniak. Farniak wins. You know, I, I, really, I really, really do. I think he's going to take See, people want to look at the left tackle position too, Joe. Oh yeah. You, you look at the left you look at the left guard, but hear me out, hear me out. You look at the left guard position, the last person to hold that down was Ronald Leary. And he yeah. was damn good at it. Oh, last yeah. person last person to hold down center was Travis Frederick. He was a pro bowler. We mm-hmm. haven't replaced those two. So if you want to replace Tyron Smith, you better make sure because that's Dak's blind side, the most that's the most important position on the offense right there. That that blind side left tackle. I don't want to be five years down the road saying, God, we haven't replaced Tyron Smith yet. Yeah. And then, and that's what they're going to do. You know, Ty and Seki, he's, they're not bringing them back. Free agency, they're not going to sign any big players. So the, everybody, don't get pissed. You, they just don't do it. That's not it. You're going to see the big names. They're not going to do it. All right. They're not going to trade for Der- Derwin James. They're not going to. 
magically somehow get Jamal Adams. They're, they're, they're not doing none of that business. So uh, look for, for, you know, another, you know, quiet, relatively quiet free agency besides signing their own guys, which Mike, we, we have big decisions with Dalton Schultz, Randy Gregory. And let me ask everybody here. I, I did a poll on the community and I'll ask you this, Mike, if you could only keep one defensive end, do you keep Randy Gregory or do you keep Demarcus Lawrence? Guys in the chat box, let me know if you could only have one. Are you staying with Randy Gregory or D-Law? Dude, you that is so hard because they're two different players. You're talking about D-Law, who's one of the best run defenders in the National Football League. You're talking about Gregory, who – and then Tank don't really get a lot of sacks, right? He gets a lot of pressures. But Gregory, how many sacks did he have this year? Seven? Seven? To, and then DeMarcus yeah. Lawrence missed a lot of games, so we didn't get to see his full potential if he was going to sack. But, I mean, he came in. He forced fumbles. He forced fumble week one. He came back after all that. He forced another fumble. He uh, got a pick six, right? He was very opportunistic, and we didn't get to see him have a full potential because he got hurt and health has been an issue. Randy Gregor, on the other hand, I think we could trust him now. I think all that past is behind him. <sighs> Joe, this is hard. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real honest. I think I'm going to stay with tank. We got it. We got a good mix in here in the chat box. So that's interesting here. I'm, let me, let me uh, highlight some of these. We got, we got Randy. We got a D Law. We got another D Law. Oh, this is this is going quick. Uh, M M Low says D Law is overpaid. Lawrence, he is. Oh, these are, these are flying by. We keep Dorrance and Randy. Uh Dorrance is sucky, bro. <laughs> he needs to get out of here. That guy is no good, man. I'll, I'll be I'll be quite honest. Um. Yeah, yeah. Some people are with me about tanks. Some people want Randy. But yeah, I, 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 would, I would stick with Tank, dude. I, I would really stick with Tank. Danny Savage says, Tank is overpaid. You don't pay run defenders $20 million a year. That's always the, the argument there, right? And, you know, there's it's, it's a fair argument, right? You, you Jerry always talks about the war daddy, right? Who is the war daddy on this team? For me, it's Micah, right? And he's your linebacker. So Yeah, that's true. That is now, true. The other thing here that, you know, will be interesting is do they keep Micah in the same type of role? Is he going to be the, the you know, your Mike slash pass rusher? Or are they going to say, hey, you know what? We're letting this guy go. We're going to move you here at end, and you're going to just be pass rushing every single down. You know what I mean? Do you think that's a scenario, Mike, or do you think they'll keep him in the kind of role that he's in right now? I, I, think, I think if we get, like, Joe Witt, or we get the former Bronco head coach, I think they'll use Micah Parsons the way they use him this year. Um, it, it, and if they don't, I question that defensive coordinator's strategies and smartness because you have to have Micah Parsons rush the passer. Guy got 13 sacks. No. Um, so so no. I would definitely question that defensive coordinator's smartness. No, you're right, bro. I think that'll be the the biggest part of the interview process, assuming that Dan Quinn leaves, which I, I'm I'll be shocked if he doesn't, right? But uh, gotta scheme him up, right? Gotta scheme him up, and that's why I think we'll be good on on defense. But I I, I need an offensive guy to scheme up an offense for Dak because it's not Kellen Moore, guys. No. If we if we keep Kellen Moore here, bro, 
it's going to be a long season. I, I I guarantee it. I mean, he just he's not going to play the strings of Dak Prescott. If we keep Kellen Moore, strictly as office coordinator, Mike McCarthy better be calling plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that needs to happen. And supposedly there was a rumor floating around that at the end, Mike McCarthy took over the calls. So I, I don't know if that's, there's any truth to that or just, you know, one of these, uh, you know, uh, rumors that are floating out there. But I think I'm it's with you, Mike. If, 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 they keep, they, 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 if they keep this guy, if they keep Kellen, he's got he's to take over, man. Like, it, this crap will, will, will never change. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate everybody, everybody that joined us live. Great conversation. It was we we put a bow on the 2021 season. It was a good one. It was better, but it was not successful. We we didn't get to deep in the playoffs, and we didn't get to to the big dance. So that's what it is, man. But I, I you know I think you know on the personnel side, you know the players. I I think you have some good stuff to work with, right? Now it's just far as like scheming it up especially offense offense has to take that next leap i think the defense passed up the offense already so offense you got to revamp that old line that's that's number one for me that old line has to be fixed you you can't you cannot roll out the same old line or you're in big ass trouble you know you, you, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but guys thank you everybody appreciate everybody that joined us tonight make sure you guys pound that like button on your way out, subscribe if you haven't already. And, uh, you know, be make sure you check back the channel. It's going to be full draft mode, free agency talk, you know, uh, the rest of the way. So expect uh, mock drafts coming your way, uh, free agency uh, discussion coming your way. And, uh, you know, it, it, it never ends here on the channel. So appreciate you guys. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in here uh, Tuesday nights. Frisco Report, FriscoReport.com, Frisco Report, the Frisco Report on Twitter, guys. Uh, underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. I do appreciate the love and support from all you guys. Uh, sorry you guys had to listen to a five-minute rant uh, Sunday, but I was royalty pissed, all right? Yeah, it's, it's all good, bro. But that's it tonight, guys. We'll catch you for the next one. Peace out, everybody. Go Got to change that, that, that out screen video. <laughs> Peace, everybody.